Welcome into the DNVR Rams podcast presented as always by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook app. Download the app and use the promo code DNVR when you sign up. All right, y'all, we have a lot of ground to cover on this one, so I'm not going to waste a ton of time, but I am going to do an intro and just briefly talk about the yeah, the Mountain West missing the boat on adding Gonzaga a couple of years back. After that, we'll get into some next level Rams. Then we'll finish up with what's happening in Agland. But back in 2017, you know, it was widely reported that, you know, former Mountain West Commissioner Craig Thompson was in conversations, you know, with Gonzaga to bring them over. Obviously, they weren't able to, to make it work. The WCC, you know, gave them a, a bigger sweetheart deal, which, you know, as they should, they, they do a lot to appease them. But unfortunately, it's looking like there's a, a strong possibility of, you know, not being able to add Gonzaga half decade ago is ultimately going to come, you know, full circle and, and bite a lot of these league members in the butt. Mountain West members, that is. What I what I mean is, according to the most recent reports, Gonzaga and the Big 12 are, you know, pretty openly flirting with each other. If the Big 12 were to add Gonzaga Clearly, you know, that would be the best basketball league in the country. It already, you know, debatably is. There is some speculation out there that really Gonzaga is is doing this to kind of force the Pac-12's hand. There's a lot of speculation that the Pac-12 would like to add Gonzaga and then probably San Diego State is what it looks like. And if you subscribe to that line of thinking, then what you're thinking is that, you know, Gonzaga is doing this to be like, hey, Either get a deal done, you know, bring us in, you know, bring San Diego State in, figure out a, a TV contract, or, you know, else, you know, we can go to the Big 12. These aren't my theories, you know, again, these are what are being widely circulated by people that cover uh, Gonzaga and Pac 12 members and the Big 12 members, some national guys as well. But man, what a missed opportunity by the Mountain West to not bring Gonzaga over when they had a prime opportunity to get it done. And if any of those theories end up being true, you know, if the Pac-12 does bring over San Diego State and Gonzaga, obviously that's bad for the Mountain West. If Gonzaga goes to the Big 12, you know, Mountain West members, you still feel like it was a missed opportunity, but that may be better for the future or the stability of the conference. I don't know if the Pac-12 would add San Diego State without Gonzaga. They, I mean, they could have had San Diego State at any point, but who knows? You know, maybe they would kind of panic at that point because the Big 12 makes a move and they decide they need to take, you know, this is just a guess, you know, San Diego State and Boise State or Fresno State or whoever it may be. That would be crippling, you know, for whoever got left behind. You know, I guess there is always the possibility that Gonzaga stays put. They decide that they can play an elite non-conference schedule. I mean, anybody's willing to play them, the big brands. They don't have any problems there just because it's it's great for your metrics. And then, you know, they'll just kind of coast in conference play. But with BYU going to the Big 12, and remember, BYU is independent in football, but the rest of their teams are in the WCC. To me, it feels like the natural time for Gonzaga to actually make a jump up to a bigger league. And if you're being seriously courted by the Pac-12 and Big 12 now, I mean, I I think the the ship has sailed on the Mountain West adding Gonzaga. At least it appears so. And that's just a bummer because you think about what this conference could be. You were a four bid conference last year, then you add in you know one of the truly elite programs in the country in Gonzaga. 
you may not be the ACC or the Big 12 at that point, but I, I think you would be a better basketball conference than the Pac-12 most years. But I just don't think the people that drive the decisions in the conference have ever, you know, truly leaned into the idea of going all in and, and being a basketball conference. I think football is still what drives it. And economically, I understand. But I always just felt like you could have attempted to do both simultaneously, like still elevate your football product while also being one of the premier basketball conferences in the country. Por que no los dos, you know? Why not both? Like, I'm not an expert on this, but you'd have a hard time convincing me that UNLV football or New Mexico football is bringing more money to the conference than, you know, having a team that's perennially in the, the Sweet 16 at least. Like, I think not adding Wichita State is somewhat excusable or it's a little bit more defendable. It's a good program, but I'm not sure, you know, they would really elevate the conference that much. Gonzaga is a different name, though. Like, that's a whole different deal. Anyways, just a bummer that they didn't get it done. Would have been a lot of fun to see, you know, some of those elite San Diego State teams play, you know, some of these Gonzaga squads. Be a lot of fun to have Gonzaga come to, you know, Fort Collins and, and Laramie. They'd get pushed more consistently than they do in their current conference. But that's my two cents. Going to move on. NBA fans, the wait is over. Basketball's back. So tip off the season with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 NBA Moneyline bet. Get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings up to 100% with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlay. All you got to do is go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt in, place a stepped-up same-game parlay. And with payouts bigger than ever, why would you go to bet anywhere else? It's definitely where I go to bet on the NBA. Had a nice little win tonight with the Nuggets over the Thunder. My man Jokic becoming the NBA's all-time leader in triple doubles for centers. Parlayed that just with the money line. Easy money. Got some really fun college football matchups coming up this weekend. I mean, Georgia-Tennessee. Tennessee, the number one team in the college football playoff ranking, is actually getting points on the road. It's really interesting. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use the promo code DNVR, make any $5 bet this week, get $200 in free bets if your team wins only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the promo code DNVR. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. First things first, we want to start off with a shout out to our man, the myth, the legend, Ryan Stonehouse, aka Stoney, named the AFC Special Teams Player of the Month, 20 punts, an average of 51.7 yards per punt, eight inside the 20. He is absolutely murdering it for the Titans like we all knew that he would. In honor of Ray Guy, rest in peace, not going to go into a, a rant about how Stonehouse just got gypped his entire career, absolutely should have won one of those awards at some point in his collegiate career. I mean, the guy was the definition of consistency for a half freaking decade. But, you know, I wrote after CSU's Pro Day that he would ultimately get the respect in the NFL that he never got collegiately. I, I don't understand why he didn't. I don't understand why he wasn't invited to the Combine. I don't understand why my Denver Broncos didn't sign him. You knew that you were going to ask Sam Martin to take a pay cut. You had him in your backyard. He went undrafted. I just don't get it. I just don't get it. But he has ended up in a great spot in Tennessee where they clearly you know, respect his talents. They appreciate him. Mike Vrabel is a big, you know, details guy. So he's, he's going to be big on special teams and he's a weapon. I mean, he's an absolute weapon. 
So it's just really cool to see. I mean, that guy is going to be dropping bombs in the league for a long, long time. And uh, he's he's making Ram Nation proud. So shout out to Stoney. We all knew that you would be a baller. Just really cool to see him immediately getting the the respect and the the recognition that he should have been getting for the last five years. And, and he did in Fort Collins, by the way. I'm, I'm talking about on a national level. On a, on a not-so-high note, unfortunately, Shaquille Barrett, out for the season, tore his Achilles. Absolutely heartbreaking. I suppose the silver lining of the situation is that he already got his long-term deal with the Buccaneers, so he's you know stable financially, and that's, that's great, but it's always really scary. I mean, unfortunately, our guy BC Johnson is going to be in that position you know, after tearing his other ACL again in a contract here, that's just a horrible spot to be in. But we'll certainly be, you know, rooting those guys on throughout their recovery. You know, hopefully they're able to get back out there next year stronger, better than ever. Uh, Shaq Barrett, he'll finish with three sacks, 31 total tackles, six tackles for loss, six hits on the quarterback. Was really playing good football before he went down, which sucks. And anybody that's ever been fortunate enough to meet him just knows how cool of a guy he is, very genuine, down to earth. So it, it just it sucks when good guys go down. And I feel that way about BC for sure. One of the the kindest, you know, most genuine athletes I've gotten to cover. And Shaq is just a good dude. All right, trying to bring it back up. I we had to we had to cover some not so great news there. But Michael Gallup in five games, only 12 catches for 135 yards, one touchdown so far. Uh, that said, what is encouraging is that he is continuing to get more and more targets. It's always going to take you a while to, you know, truly get your feet underneath you after coming back from a from a torn ACL. But Dallas needs receiver production. They've got Dak coming back. I, I think he could be poised for a big second half of the year here. Mike isn't as fast as Ceedee Lamb, but he is significantly more consistent. He runs better routes. He's got good hands. His body control is is just absurd. But one of the best abilities you can have as a receiver is dependability, also availability. But just knowing as a quarterback that this guy, if I put it in a spot where he should catch it 9.99 times out of 10, Gallup is going to make that play. Maybe not going to take you know a post route 75 yards to the house like C.D. Lamb does, but they have used him effectively to stretch the field you know, especially down the sideline. Again, that comes back to route running and body control. He just can contort himself and, you know, get his feet down in a way that, you know, some guys can just do that and some guys can't. And Gallup is as good as good at that as anybody that I've ever seen, especially that came through CSU. Anyways, just good to see our guy back out there making plays. Uh, transitioning over to basketball, David Roddy, eight games so far with the Grizz. Averaging 20 minutes a game, which is, you know, honestly, a, a few more than I expected them to give him right out of the gate. But they seem to like what he brings defensively, which is, you know, an encouraging sign. I talked about that back when he was drafted by Memphis. You know, he's not going to be Mountain West Player of the Year, David Roddy, the guy that's, you know, going for 45. He's, you know, got to be a role player. He's got to be three and D, got to rebound, got to be able to guard one through five. And, you know, what's cool is they're giving him a lot of opportunities. Now, sometimes it's going to be difficult. Like he got cooked by Luca, just admittedly, but Luca's cooking everybody this series. One of the top, you know, five or six players in the NBA, really in the world. So that experience is, is going to be valuable for David. Uh, needs to shoot the three a little bit more consistently. Right now, only shooting about 23% from three point range. But realistically, there's going to be a transition period for him. 
you've got to understand, you know, he's used to being incredibly ball dominant, the offense going through him. Now he's got to be a guy that's got to, you know, score on unlimited touches, which is a challenging spot to be in. Not everyone can do it. And the best point guards in basketball, they make sure everybody gets enough touches in rhythm throughout the game so that, you know, by by crunch time, by the fourth quarter, you know, you're not completely out of rhythm needing somebody to, to come in and hit three threes that hasn't touched the ball all night. But again, it, it's still, it's just going to be way different being the guy to now being a role player. But he was a first round pick, so they're going to be, you know, more committed to him. He's going to get an opportunity to grow. He's going to get a chance to experience those highs and lows. And again, that's just kind of how it works as a rookie. It's just so cool to have a CSU guy in the NBA again and, and on a fun team. You know, it, it'd be one thing if I, I can't even think of an example right now. I was going to say the Hornets, but they're actually kind of a fun team with the young roster that they have. I don't know. It, it would stink if he was on the Kings or something, you know, where he's just in a wasteland, never on TV. Memphis is popular. You know, they're up and coming. Obviously, Ja Morant being on the squad helps uh, largely with that. But there's going to be a lot of opportunities to watch him on ESPN, to watch him on TNT. And that's dope. I mean, it's our guy. That's our guy repping in the NBA, and it's just really cool to see. Really looking forward to seeing how his rookie season plays out. Uh, last thing I want to get into here in the Next Level Rams portion of this pod is I uh, just congratulate Nico Carvacho. After tearing his ACL 13 months ago, he's back with his club overseas, which is really cool to see. What was neat, though, is while he was getting back into shape and rehabbing, he did a lot of it out in Fort Collins and was actually practicing, you know, with the Rams and, you know, working with them, being on the scout team. And it just kind of speaks to the type of program that Nico Medved has built here. I mean, it it really is a family. Guys want to come back and be a part of it. But what I think was especially cool is the players just kind of, you know, took him in as as one of them, you know, like this is a Ram. This is one of the program's all-time greats. He's cool. He's out here, you know, working with us. I just think that's really rad. And I just think the the general atmosphere of CSU basketball is is a really great thing. And after everything that Nico had to go through in his playing career, that, you know, he now has this, you know, stable program to be able to come back, you know, a family of people in Fort Collins that love him. That's rad. And, you know, ultimately, I mean, it it only just benefits everybody. Like, it, it's good for Nico to be able to play real basketball, go against skilled competition, you know, not be playing in some rec center in Nashville or something like that, like going up against D1 guys. And, you know, the guys on the team, a lot of these young guys that are up and coming, even, you know, James Moores, who's played a lot of basketball for them to be around somebody like Nico and, and get minutes against him. That's big for their development as well. Anyways, I just wanted to make sure I shouted him out. I thought it was a neat little story with him, you know, rehabbing out in Fort Collins. And again, I just think it's cool the the type of family atmosphere that CSU men's basketball has established. All right, before we move on, talk about what's happening in Agland. Football season is back. Mile High is ready to see what's happening. You know, Breck Brew has you covered with the hometown craft beer of the Denver Broncos. That is Broncos Country Pale Ale. Show off that colorful Colorado legacy with the Orange Crush logo. It's made with 100% Colorado ingredients. It's going to be your go-to this football season. Extremely crushable. Again, it's got a sweet can. Check out the Breck Beer locator at www.breckbrew.com. Find the closest liquor store, grocery store, whatever near you that is offering Breck products. Broncos Country Pale Ale is the bomb, just like everything else that they do. Again, check out the Breck Beer locator at breckbrew.com. 
Cool, cool, cool. Before we talk about what is happening in Agland, got to give you my DraftKings pick of the week. I'm rocking with the Seattle Seahawks to go on the road and upset Arizona. I hate to root against our guy Trey McBride, and I'm not voting for the Cardinals to lose. I just think they're dysfunction junction over there. And Seattle has an identity of what they like to do. Geno Smith is playing great football. You can get that at plus 105 on the money line. Lock it in. DraftKings pick of the week. All right, y'all. Let's talk about what is happening in Agland. Starting with number 18, CSU Men's Golf. They concluded the fall portion of the season with a second-place finish at the St. Mary's Invitational. The Rams had a pair of top 10 finishers with Connor Jones and Rasmus Helm. Jones actually had his fourth top five finish of the year, four tournaments, four top five finishes. That is insane. He had a three-day three day total of one under 212. He's the number five player in the nation right now. He's won two tournaments and has finished fourth and fifth in the other two events. He tied for the second most birdies in the tournament with 15. That guy has a very bright future. For Helm, it was his best finish of the season. He tied for seventh with an even par, 213. He was one of two Rams to end their fall season with a bang. Uh, Jay Pabin joined him, placing an edge on their scorecards on the par 5 18th hole at Poppy Hills Golf Club. That is according to the press release. Hopefully, they'll be able to keep the hot streak going in their next action. That won't be until February 20th through the 22nd. That is the prestige tournament hosted by UC Davis at the PGA West Norman course. Speaking of success on the link, CSU Women's Golf actually took the uh, Rainbow Wahine title, I believe it is how it is pronounced, out in Hawaii. Uh, CSU really dominated, winning this team title by 14 strokes. Individually, Sophia Torres also earned a co-medalist honors with Gonzaga's Cassie Kim. The two tied with a total of 211, five under for the three rounds. Great way for CSU Women's Golf to end the fall. Uh, they will be in competition next February 6th and 7th at the FAU Paradise Invitational. Unfortunately, CSU Volleyball suffered a setback tonight. They fell uh, to San Jose State three sets to one on the road. It is their third conference loss of the season. Need to respond on the road again this weekend. They're going to play Nevada on Saturday afternoon. Uh, CSU swept the Wolfpack in their last meeting earlier this year, and they can clinch a spot in the Mountain West tournament with a win on Saturday. Some other CSU teams in action this weekend. Uh, CSU Swim and Dive will host their only home meet of the year. Wyoming will be in town, so that's a big one. The Rams actually snapped a 12-year losing skid to Wyoming last year with a victory, so it'd be nice for CSU to you know get a two-year streak over them with another win this weekend. Finally, CSU Tennis will uh, conclude their fall season with the Front Range Cup. They are going to be out, or the Colorado Cup, excuse me, hosted by the University of Denver. A tournament runs Friday through Sunday and has Air Force, CU, Denver, and CSU representatives competing. All right, obviously, we've got the basketball seasons coming right around the corner. CSU men's basketball, CSU women's basketball both won their respective exhibitions. And really looking forward to the regular season getting kicked off next week. We'll talk about them a little bit more in detail in the coming days. I have some written content coming out as well. Always a fun time, you know, when you've got football and volleyball and and hoops and just everything roaring at the same time. It's, it's a good time to be a CSU sports fan. 
playing a lot of quality competition in a variety of different uh, fields, uh, athletics, I don't know, whatever you want to call it. They're doing good in lots of different sports. I don't know why I tried to get cute there. As always, shout out to the presenting sponsor, DraftKings Sportsbook. Make sure you use that code DNVR when you sign up. Lots of great college football action to bet on this weekend. I know that I'm very much looking forward to it. And of course, I'll have you covered with all kinds of San Jose State content. The Rams taking on the Spartans, 8.30 p.m. Mountain Time on Saturday. That'll be streamable on the Mountain West Network unless you happen to be out in the Bay Area, where I believe it is uh, on TV locally with NBC... Uh, the bay or whatever anyways that's all i've got for today shout out to all of you much love peace Khakis wearing graphic tees, feeling way too trendy. Raps that kill. Oh, I'm deadly. Primed and ready like machetes at a deli in New Delhi. Feeling scummy like Martin Scarelli. Turn jam into jelly, then drink it like juice. The water's the truth, so I sip on that too. Skinny looking kid with no car keys. Like the only thing I drive is RCRV. He's got the stash like Steve Harvey. Oh, I'm gnarly like not from.